What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. season finale of fuck, fuck you. you we, we like, like the, the bangles i'm your host alex schubert sitting across from me is lloyd johnson and sitting to my left first time guest many time mentioned listener a little bit as well is brett schubert welcome to the podcast alex's brother yeah appreciate it Thanks for, for once we have uh i mean we've had uh lily johnson on lloyd's daughter yeah so now we got you two teaming up to make fun of me now <laughs> no, no i think you guys are gonna team up and make fun of me that's too easy. Nah, that, yeah, it's like kicking a puppy, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kicking a it's like kicking a puppy that pets puppies too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's like getting mad at Lenny when he. <laughs> Man, Brett's also you're a huge football fan as well. You just won your fantasy league. Yes, sir. By point three. Point three. It was probably the greatest accomplishment of my lifetime. And it came down to Sunday night football. It came down to a, what was it, a fingertip catch from Devontae? That's right. It came down to Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams in a fingertip 30-yard catch. Allowed me to win by point three. Did you get an angry text message from the guy you were playing? Uh, no, he actually never uh, acknowledged it, so I had to FaceTime him and look him in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a big dick, big dick energy move right there. <laughs> he said, he said, congrats. I said, fuck you. That's no fun. No, no, no. <laughs> I want to see you. <laughs> I want to look you in your eyes, man. That's some slowly slide off the beanie and rub your face. And that was like, and that was like <laughs> fourth. And that was like fourth, that play was like fourth quarter garbage time. You don't even need to throw it. They could have ran the ball the whole time, and he actually caught 60 yards uh, between two catches. Devont, I, before the podcast, I said that Aaron Rodgers, I didn't think, was the MVP of the, of the Packers this year. No. I really think it's Devontae Adams. I think, you, I think anyone who would argue that point is being silly. Yep. Aaron Rodgers, he's like, he's like their Michael Thomas. Drew Brees looks good because he throws to Michael Thomas when he's healthy, like 80 times a game. That's what Aaron Rodgers does mm-hmm. is Devontae Adams because, like, every other receiver is like, Alan Lazar gets two catches a game. Equinemius St. Brown gets a catch maybe a game. 
I mean, Valdez Scantling gets to make a couple catches, maybe sell a couple hot dogs if he's lucky. They were saying Devontae Adams is one of the only receivers that doesn't use his hands. Uh, he doesn't play fight with any receivers. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he's playing like AJ has this year. Mm-hmm. Like AJ got those two calls in like the first game and the third game, and since then he hasn't touched a fucking defensive back. Right. It's unbelievable. And Devontae's just been absolutely terrible. I mean, he's one. I mean, he's won me games single handedly, two handedly. But but that guy's routes are so fucking clean. Yep. Like even in the snow. <clears throat> yeah. He. I mean, he. If I had to put another guy on that type of route running capability, it'd be like uh, Chad Johnson. Chad had like you could tell like Chad put everything into his routes. Chad ran some of. The, I mean, he wasn't physically like a Calvin John. He wasn't a mega. No, he wasn't a like, physical guy. <clears throat> he was a precise route runner. Once yep. he understood what you were doing, once he got how to run that route, which is, I feel like what he was really lacking in New England. But once he really got how to run a route, he's going to beat you at it every single time. Yep. They're like, oh, he's going to be put on Revis Island. This. Nope, sure not. He's going to run right around him because he's so precise at when he cuts in his routes. It's like Devontae's doing the exact same thing. Yep. He also, well, also Chad had the gift of Palmer for, for what, seven years of his career? Well, I mean, but I feel like you could have put him anywhere. Chad also had the gift of messing with the opposing teams by sending them Pepto-Bismol with a note saying, you're going to be sick after trying to defend me. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was... I think guys who have that kind of confidence... <clears throat> again, I'm a you know combat sports guy. If Conor McGregor was as good as he talks... I would He'd be care, the GOAT. I would care what he said. But there's guys like... Uh, there's a kid named Kevin Holland right now. And he might be my one of my favorite people to watch because he talks shit during the entire fight. And he fights every three months. He's every time they, he's like, yeah, I was on this card. Put me on whatever next one you can throw me on. Uh, he just beat Jacare Souza, who's I think one of the best guys to ever put four ounce gloves on his hands. And it. I think a good portion of it was Jacare was like, I don't want to be embarrassed by this. So he like goes to take him down and blah, blah, blah. And he did something out of character, just trying to be safe. And Kevin Holland capitalized on him, basically knocked him out from his back, more or less. Like he set up off his back and swung a back fist and hit him. <clears throat> and I think that would never happen without the shit talking he did. So I, I always have a special place in my heart for like the Nate Diaz for people who talk shit and just but the guys who talk shit and, and back it up and, and back it up it. Uh, you can talk shit and back it up Dominic Cruz talks shit backs it up but he doesn't mean it when he talks shit <clears throat> Nate Diaz when he says I'll fight you anywhere he will hop on a plane and fly to your hometown and fight you in front of your mom's house do you think Ty- like Tyson was known for like <clears throat> saying the craziest shit but do you think he actually meant it Yes, Tyson. He's a psychopath. Yeah, I, I think. I think Customato made him a human being. I I think without Cust in his life, Tyson would have just went to prison. Yeah, I mean he was a nutcase, but he boxing was his saving grace in a way. Yeah, he he was. 
a guy who wakes up at 5 a.m. because he's like, I think my opponent will wake up at 6 to start running, so I'll wake up at 5. <laughs> That's a kind of crazy that you... You don't get that from growing up in a, in a good place, in a nice life. You, you, you have to have a certain type of, like, I'm fighting the whole world every day kind of mentality yeah. to get there. It's like anyone can dance on a do a TikTok dance on a midfield logo. That's like, oh, I'm being playful. I'm, like, psyching out the opponent. But it's like, who was doing that was just a mid-level receiver who got knocked the fuck out. And then had to apologize to his team for being a disgrace. And then say that, I'm no longer going to do the TikTok. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dances for the benefit. No, you saw all those fucking memes that came out of that. I posted... A few. There were the come yeah. on dance meme was so yeah, good. The, just the kid poking him with a stick. Come on dance when he's just unconscious <laughs> on the field. Ugh, God, so there good. were some videos that I saw. Like our our sponsor, uh, one of our sponsors had like the video where he was like tackled in like different time zones and shit. Yeah, it's glorious. There's there's one that I love so much. Just it's it's him getting hit, and then it just cuts to like an outside view of the Earth, and you just see him flying. Past and then it literally cuts to every planet and him just flying past. <laughs> and I don't know why, but whoever took the time to make that video, I I love them with every bit of. It's who the I am. age old adage: the internet <clears throat> is undefeated. Yeah, and just if you're gonna talk shit, you get hit. Understand, playing stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And I think the case of the year came out this past week in a convenience store in Ohio, which made Twisted Tea even more famous than it already is. Dude, if... if Have you seen I've, that video, Brett? Yeah. It's wonderful. I think I've seen every remix of that. <laughs> Someone made a Dave Matthews remix. There, there's so many fantastic ones. Someone did the GameCube, like... Dun, 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 dun. Well, I, I've seen everything from Nine Inch Nails Closer. <laughs> Dave Matthews it's band. It's the kid kicking the fucking thing and then getting hit with the can. Just... <laughs> 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 to, uh, smack that. Smack that. Ah, some of them are so fucking good. The internet is undefeated. You just... You've got to know at this point and, and if you're going to be a public figure and you're going to try to showboat that way... Understand what's coming if you fu- if you fuck up at yep. all. The internet, like, like Dwayne Haskins got released this week, which I kind of had a little fun with. 
But also with Haskins, like he, the internet is so ruthless that I checked his Instagram. His Instagram is now private. Really? His Instagram account is private now That's because awesome. the internet is so ruthless to a guy who went to a strip club maskless and just started despite the fact that his team clearly didn't want him to start. He screwed that up, and then Rivera's like, yeah, you're gone. Yeah, yeah, fuck this. We're not... Uh, but the, the the backlash has become so severe. It's because of the internet. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna if you're gonna showboat and talk shit, you better have on that thick skin. You better have that leather jacket built into who you are, because you're gonna catch detractors, people who like want to talk shit back. Well, I mean, just like uh, the Logan Paul and what's his face, uh, Jake Paul, Jake Paul, the Nate Robinson thing, dude. Nate Robinson talked shit before that, and then just became a meme. They they said the next day there were literally 900 and something memes on Reddit that next morning. (laughs) Within 12 hours, there were 900 and something different memes. I mean, he tweeted out the next morning that he was basically embarrassed, and he deserved to lose, which is how you should do it. it. I don't like right. the fact... Who was the girl that wanted to fight Jake Paul? Amanda Nunes. She would annihilate. She him. would. And I, when I say this, I don't mean like... I think she would win. I mean, I would bet my next ten paychecks <laughs> in total on negative 500 odds. I mean, if I was getting less than half of a return, I would bet my next ten checks on... I mean, just yes, double or nothing. Fuck him up. And if there was a Brett, if there was a website you had to go to to like to bet, <laughs> you knew this question was coming. If there was a website you would go to to like determine how quickly Amanda Nunes, Amanda Nunes would beat up Jake Paul, is there a website you would go to? Um, askjeeves.com. Lloyd, where I would you would go? go to bet online? You goddamn know it. You're a genius. The wait is finally over. Football. Ask Jeeves. That hasn't been a thing for like ten years. I know. I'm gonna make it. And then cool. Look it up. That's when he bought that hat. That's right. <laughs> um, I almost said Ask Jeeves, uh, which could be the edible. Um, football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code. Armchair. Armchair. To take advantage. To take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Experts. Man, I, I did a little betting because my dad took me to the casino for our, like our Schubert Tennis Company Christmas party. And I I put like a shit ton of parlays down and like ten out of the twelve of them had the Jets or had the Rams beating the Jets. <laughs> I'm like, this is not even, not even the, the fucking spread. Not even the spread. The Rams just straight up beating the Jets. Yeah, yeah. No, no odds. Just... Money line. Yeah. And I lost a lot of money. Sam Darnold was seeing ghosts, and now you're the one seeing ghosts. Oh. Seeing ghosts of paychecks past. <laughs> <laughs> you're a dick. 
Hey, you saw I, I, I finally bet on something, but I, I didn't bet on football. You bet on you bet on combat sports. Yeah, because you know your shit. I put in fifty bucks. What did my What did my pot say when I showed it to you? Two hundred fifty. That's like me betting on tennis. Like it's, one, it's too easy. One fight card. Yeah, he's also a nasty tennis player. I I feel like he would be good at tennis and or volleyball. Anything with lateral movement. See, the thing is, I could tell a girl exactly what he said, and they would turn around. What? He's a nasty tennis player. He is. You're a nasty tennis player. I've seen. I, I watch you like the father son. You like fake people out. You could. I try, man. You're. I was turn like I was watching him like the father son one year. I was like, you did like a fake out volley. I was like, what the fuck? How do you do that? See again. I grew up down south where like it's like, oh, he plays tennis. Like, oh, I didn't know you had a gay son. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Uh, that's why girls turn around. Yeah, that's it's, a, it's a I'm, joke. I'm going with your yeah. <laughs> the the fact that people don't ex- like respect how hard of a sport that is like i am six foot five 250 plus pounds i have no side to side movement i was really good at volleyball because instead of getting expelled one year they had me play volleyball (laughs) um where'd you play back or front uh front yeah front right i think you could spike it i think you could spike some shit well yeah i'm six and a half foot tall i You've looked that way since you, how how long have you looked that way? Uh, when I moved to Ohio, I was twelve years old and six foot two. You said six and a half feet. I've never heard someone say six and a half. Um, I, I'm I was six, six five six. and changed before my back surgery. Now I'm about a little under six five. Gotcha. <clears throat> After they fuse a few of my vertebrae together, I shrink a bit. Ah, which vertebrae? Uh, L five S one, L four L five. He is a chiropractor, so he knows this shit. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got a lot of a lot of titanium in the old spine there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he's like. I have uh, every time I've had a back spine. problem, I've gone to Mount Lookout Cairo. Shout out, and he's been the one that's like put patches on my back and put like yeah, like little pins and needles and shit. Yeah, I'm I'm the guy who can't go to chiropractors. Cause you can't. No, nope. I have enclosing spondylitis. All my joints are trying to fuse together. So if they try to adjust me, it's more likely just to cause muscle damage. Right. Than, so it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, that would be great. But every doctor I go to goes, do not under any circumstances. <laughs> <clears throat> it's, just, uh, it's just a side effect of that fun, fun disease I have. Yep. Yep. But you know what else is like, it looks good on paper, but it's also hurting them long term in the process in a way. What the fuck happened last week? The Bengals winning. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's fun to see it. Which, First of all, this is the first winning streak of Zach Taylor's tenure as a Bengals coach. I mean, he probably saved his job by winning on the road. Yeah, he saved his job by winning against the Steelers, and he for sure saved it by winning on the road against... A team that's not really very good. How much money would you put on the beginning of the Bengals season that Ryan Finley would be the one to save Zach Taylor's career? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a step further. How much money would you have put on Ryan Finley being the one to beat the Steelers in prime time? Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. How much would you put on Allen just made whatever his next contract with whatever team it is? It's like it's kind of like the Matt Flynn kind of thing. No, I, I think I think Brandon Allen will be a solid backup for the Bengals if he stays. I think he'll stay. Maybe, but that's definitely like the kind of thing that 
I mean, if you look at all the backup receivers Green Bay's ever, or backup quarterbacks Green Bay's ever had, they're guys who show up for another team in a spot like that, and then they're like, come here. You want to be in a big market? You want to be... That's what uh, happened with Matt Flynn at the Seahawks. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like, he had one game where he threw for, like, 400 yards, and all of a sudden, Seattle's like, come here. I mean, we're going to start Russell Wilson instead, but come here. Yeah, I mean, small market teams, like I said, they have a hard time keeping coaching staff and backup guys. Like Because it, it, it. it's, like, the drop-off from, say, like, look at Buffalo, for example. Josh Allen to Matt Barkley. That's a gnarly drop-off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say with the line they have right now, who looks like the fucking wall from Game of Thrones. <laughs> like I said, I, watched, I, I think I brought up either the last podcast or one before, but there's a play where he had 13 seconds. Oh, yeah. To throw the ball. And Allen has... Uh, Troy. Well, we'll get to the Bengals in a second, but uh, Allen... Troy Aikman said that Josh Allen had the strongest arm he's ever seen. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not taking away from Allen at all, but I was watching a play, and there's, they had, like, SportsCenter had on a highlight thing. He had 13 seconds before he threw the ball. Yep. In the National Football League, that is, what, three times the average? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why Dalton had one of the Dalton had one of the quickest releases because his line was dog shit. It was like right. two point something. But I mean Allen's got a good release. He's a he's a a, a very heady player. He, he great at reading defenses, great at He's a, his accuracy has improved. If you give him thirteen seconds to pick where he's gonna throw that ball. I could complete a pass if he gave me thirteen seconds. Right. I think you could put anyone behind that line and they look Pretty good. It's going deep to Stefan Diggs every time. Well, I mean, Peyton Manning and, and Indy. His first year, he didn't have... 3-13. and 13. He didn't have a great line, and he didn't have a quick release, and he looked like a bust. Jim Irsay went out and spent all the money in the fucking world to buy every lineman that was available. And, the bang- and I've always said the Bengals, <clears throat> they need to be the sorority girl at the bar with her dad's credit card. Yeah. They need to spend every cent they have. They you gotta. I mean, I think Brandon Scherf is out there. He's a very solid guy. There's like four dudes in the draft. Then Penay. I I really hope that's our first round pick. Me too. Everyone does. That'd be nice. Do okay. So we'll get to the Bengals game in a second. But if push comes to shove, no pun intended with offensive linemen. If push comes to shove. Do you trade up to guarantee Penny Sewell? Yes. You offer your first and a fifth. I don't like if you go from five to two, it's gonna take more than the fifth round pick. Uh in the last two drafts, someone's moved up with a first and a fifth. That's why I was using that as the example. What about the fifteenth and the first? That's enough. <laughs> That's a Gucci main reference. <laughs> Well, my I don't care for ice cream yeah, that much. <laughs> I always joke. He's, I always joke that that line sounds like a someone burping. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. If if they have a way of securing that, yeah, go. Fuck we have go nothing to lose. Literally, if as long we as we secure have, the one guy, you also have a lot of good play, like 
trust in Duke Tobin. That dude has come through every fucking year and got you an A. What has Duke Tobin? What have the Patriots said about Duke Tobin? I don't know if you know this, but they what want if- him every year. They've offered him a job every year. He won't leave Cincinnati because his wife works here and he likes being here. But the Patriots have offered him a job like the past like seven or eight years in a row, and they're like, he's the best guy to have in a draft room. Period. Not Jerry Jones on his yacht. Bill Belichick has been like, that's the guy that he gets. The Patriots have like respected the Bengals over the years. Like they're like even la- at that's the end why of they la- pick up half of their players. Yeah, because they they play them, but they don't know how to like fully utilize them. Well, yeah, and then it's also guys that the Patriots had on their fucking draft board. It, yeah, I mean, because the see Patri- Rex Burkhead come available and. It's a guy you had as a potential third-round pick. That's what the Patriots had him at. I believe Burkhead was like a fifth-round pick, if I'm well, not mistaken. The, the Patriots had him as high as a potential third-round pick right. so on we're, their board. We're drafting all the right guys, but they always get injured when they play for us, and then they leave and don't get injured. Well, right? not only that, but our coaching staff gets picked every year. It's it's the curse of the small market team. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I think A.J. Green's sixth year, he was like, I haven't had the same coaching staff for two consecutive years since I've played for the Bengals. And I don't think they kept him this year a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They, this year they held together a little better. But, again, at the end of the year you're seeing special teams really pick up. And we've lost. Wilson's been a monster. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I'm saying, we, you know, I mean, <clears throat> our special teams, Darren Simmons left for Miami for the exact same money as he was making here and then came back. So he Darren Simmons is same, in Miami now. No, he's back here. Okay. I think. But he left for the same money he was making here because it's a bigger market team. There's a higher chance of him getting picked up. It's also a more attractive coaching job because Miami has, like, they have, in my opinion, the coach of the year in Brian Flores. But they also have a high draft pick that they got for Laramie Tunsil. Well, again, I think you might be – you might be digging a little deep for what you need to get to. It's just a bigger market team. Yeah. That's why a lot of people <clears throat> said Burrow. A lot, a lot of people wanted Burrow to be a Dolphin. A lot of people. A lot of people. And that QB situation over the years has been significantly more unstable. Right, but if they had someone like that, that's. I think they're the kind of team that would commit to building around that guy. Like... They would start building their offense to work the way he played. And do you think they would have committed to putting Ryan Fitzpatrick at QB2 permanently, or do you think they'd still have the two-QB format? So when they were talking about potentially having him, they were saying that they probably would have started Fitzpatrick for the first few games Mm -hmm. and then put Burrow in. And that's how they talked about it when they were – considering drafting him. They were saying, like, maybe Fitzpatrick would start the games and they put Burrow in to let him get comfortable playing at NFL speed and blah, 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 blah. And I think they're kind of trying to do that with Tua, where they're kind of swapping against the defense if he's not. Tua plays a certain way. And I think the defenses are going to be harder for him, like the the quick read teams, the, the ones that will shift from – you know, a 3-4 to a 4-3 without giving you a read where you can see them doing that. Yep. 
I think the Rams have a really good ability to do that. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. they're really fucking good at that. Um, yeah. Buffalo's really good at that right now. Like, you know what I mean? They're, they'll have a guy line up on the end who's covering or fucking receiver at the end of the line. And there's, there's just no way for a quarterback to read that. That quickly. Yeah. Especially one that's like a rookie. So I think they're trying to protect to a, a little. Yep. Um, I think they've had that injury bug one too many, one too many times over there. Yeah, I mean they had a very moderately, and I'm saying moderately with the as as emphatically as I can, moderately serviceable Ryan Tannehill. Then he all of a sudden he goes to Tennessee and he's kind of balling out. Yeah, I I, I think he could have done that if they had. <clears throat> I think his learn on the job was not what they had hoped. Well, he also had to deal with fucking Gase for years. True. How does he still have a job? But, so back to, we talked about Josh Allen. Speaking of Allen, I tried to make that segue earlier, but who gives a shit. Um, Brandon Allen, this weekend, really, really did well. Yeah, he made himself a lot of money. He did twenty nine of uh, against a pretty mediocre defense. Twenty nine of thirty seven, three hundred seventy one yards. The second leading passer in the NFL this weekend, next to Andy Dalton. Yeah, he, he looked damn good. He did uh, two touchdowns, one to Tisa Higgins, and the other one it was an out route to Drew Sample. Yeah, I, again, I think hmm. Drew Sample is one of the most underrated tight ends. If you watch him play, his ability to block. Like a big body tight end, unbelievable is really fucking good. They like, don't uh, give him like the ball. Ryan, well, he's like a Ryan Hewitt. When we had Ryan Hewitt, that dude blocked some of the best defensive ends in the fucking league and never got credit for it because you you don't ex- tight ends aren't really known or expected to be blockers. They're expected to be slow receivers. Well, no, they're supposed to be both. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, but it's like. To the general public, to the layman's football fan, you expect they expect a tight end to be like, oh, he catches passes too. They don't see him as a guy who also blocks, and they right. don't know his tight ends when they block. Like, I mean, you look at some of the best guys to ever play that. Uh, Gonzalez, one of the best blockers. You could have put him. You could have moved him as an interior lineman. Mm-hmm. Antonio Gates. Yeah. Uh, Jason Witten. <clears throat> Jason Witten. I, I fucking hate him because he ruined, like, four fantasy teams for me. <laughs> but now he's had both of his shoulders fucking repaired nine times. He can't catch anymore, but he's still a great blocking tight end. Yep. He wasn't. I mean, he was never very fast. Well, no, but you don't have to be. Which yeah. I'm going to say because I played tight end for a while. And I, I see you as and, a gr- – I can see you as a great tight end. I, I, was, I was an okay patch, pass catcher. I was a better blocker. Yeah, because you did you fucking did combat sports for years. Well, I mean, this is around the same time I was starting all that. But yep, I got what that position is, and when I watch guys like Drew Sample or Ryan Hewitt, where they really excel at it, but no one, they don't get utilized enough as a pass catcher to be like a star. Yeah, but Sample had what two drop passes all year? Exactly, he doesn't drop, and they still don't yep. feed him. But uh, sorry, so moving on because well, they need him in place of because the line is where other lines would be good enough to trust. He's he has yeah. to block a lot, but he does right. it really well. He blocks well. Mm-hmm. He was blocking fucking JJ Watt for real. 
Um, so moving on from the tight ends to the running backs, I think the star of the weekend, based on statisticals and uh, touchdownicles, that that sounds like a slang term for balls, but uh, Samaje Pirine was a stat this weekend. Yeah, that's a dude who's he's bounced from team to team. And he was he was a he was a, a football team for a little bit. Who else did Samaj P. Ryan play for? I feel like this is like a he was teammates with Mixon in college. Yeah, I was gonna say this has got to be like what his fourth fucking team. Um, P. Ryan was P. Ryan on the Jets? No, I don't think. Oh, Lamichael P. Ryan. Lamichael P. Ryan was on the yeah, Jets. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Samaj, <laughs> there was one moment where the announcer said that like when he when he got his helmet knocked off, he's like that tackle took off his helmet and his hair, and I'm like that's pretty funny. <laughs> Uh, he was oh get this he was a uh, Washington person then he was a Bengal Dolphin then a Bengal again. See fourth yeah yeah I was gonna say I recognized him from a little bit ago not just this year. Yeah he was a he was a he was a bangy for a little bit last year and then he had that he broke out that fifty yard run on this which that was like it was kind of like Boyd's touchdown against the Dolphins where he's like, oh my god, I got a hole. I'm just going to exploit it. I didn't expect this hole, but I'm going to exploit it. That's what she said. Um, That's what I said to her. <laughs> Technically true. So yes. P. Ryan has a nice beard on top of Gio Bernard's mustache. It's unbelievable. Yeah, together they have a solid... That's... That's... <laughs> best facial hair in the industry. That's... I mean, that is kind of a sad bragging point. It's like... They're the Bengals. They're, I mean, they're four ten and one. But have you seen their facial hair? <laughs> right when Burrow was playing, he just started to grow a beard. Yeah, he called it his uh, his bi week beard. That was cute. Yeah, he Burrow can barely grow facial hair. I know it's honestly cute. I don't think he had any at LSU, and he just started no, he didn't. he didn't. His jaw was clean as a whistle, <laughs> dude. So, um, little other shout-outs. Tisif Higgins, six receptions, 99 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Alex Erickson showed up a little bit. Geo again, in the receiver receiving game. A.J. Green showed up. Yep. You didn't have Boyd at all, which you didn't really need. I mean, would, would he have been a nice luxury? Sure. But you didn't really need him because, it, like the other receivers, they stepped up. They knew he was concussed, so they stepped up, and they did well. Right, T. Higgins with six receptions and 99 yards and a tutty. He is my favorite draft pick by far. I think he goes perfectly with Burrow, considering they played Okay, so I'm, ass- I'm assuming you mean your favorite draft pick other than Burrow. Other than Burrow, um, obviously because Burrow is feeding him the ball. Yeah, but that's how quarterbacking works. Right, but it's interesting because they played against each other in the national title game, and then they come that's and play right. together. That's right. Right. Think about um, and what's going to happen next year, because like, Burrow, I mean, his teammates are, like, balling out of the league. Um, how scheduling is going to work out, Burrow is going to play not only against Justin Jefferson, but also Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Right. He's going to play against a lot of his former teammates. Like, fucking Trevor Lawrence is coming into the league next year, and who did he throw passes to in college? Right, I mean... T. Higgins. Yep, T. Higgins. Man, it's going to be an, it's gonna be interesting to see how this draft plays out. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, will he service the Jaguars? It's looking – yes, the Jags have cemented it. I've said that I don't see Gardner Minshew as a long-term solution, so I definitely see Trevor Lawrence going to the Jacksonville Jaguars. I barely see Gardner Minshew as a human being. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I can throw that football. Quarter mile. He's the Uncle Rico <clears throat> of that team. I paid my rent this much in month in possum teeth and gator tails. 
So, all right. So looking, so looking out to. He looks like he belongs in Florida. That's what I'm saying. Gardner oh. Minshew is the Kroger brand Baker Mayfield, and that is sad. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. TJ, he's TJ Maxx Baker Mayfield all day. Your burn. I'll, I'll read your burn off. He's like, <sighs> it was a good burn. I'm gonna like this thirst trap picture first, but um, uh, where was it? Da, 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 da. Uh, there it is. Gardner Minshew looks like he's going to write a book called How to Pick Up Chicks That Don't Wear Socks With Their Shoes. <laughs> How is your burn? I like it. <clears throat> Still good. He's a fun player, but yeah, I don't see him as a long-term solution. <clears throat> yeah, he, he definitely looks like he lived in a double wide at some point in his life. <laughs> like, he knows that life. So, a lot of this game was like, the game made me nervous a little bit because like, Football is a game that is so based in momentum. Like, there were moments where I thought the Texans had so much momentum. Like, there were times where they played with a lot of swagger. Like, when, like, Deshaun Watson was, like, bragging, like, first down, bitches. I'm like, shit. They're, like, getting the momentum. And they're, like, when, um, when, who scored the last touchdown? Was it Samaje? I think it was Samaje Piran. yeah, yeah. So when P. Ryan scored that last touchdown with like a minute to go, I literally texted Billy DeBoer. I'm like, the Bengals lost this game. I I, I haven't texted you since the twice. Twice during games I've texted Alex when we were ahead. Once was against the Colts. And both times we ended up losing. So I was <laughs> like, I'm just not doing that anymore. Why don't the you Colts. text me so we can get a better draft pick? <laughs> Fair, but hopefully with the guys we're chasing, I think I think fourth should be sufficient. It looks, it's, it looks like it's either going to be a fourth or a fifth. But I think the Falcons are. Uh, wait, the I think the Falcons are fourth. Uh, why, I, thought why am I, still, I thought we're still ahead of them. I don't. I don't think so. I think they're four and eleven. But since we have that fucking tie on our record, it looks like Jags first, Jets second, Miami third. No. Uh... Let's look at Tankathon. I found this website called Tankathon, which, enjoy the free plug, but Tankathon has a, uh, uh, just basically like, who is, it's the, it's the 2021 NFL draft order. Miami has the third pick as of right now. Oh, okay. I, I wasn't. So if the Bengals lose this weekend and Miami and Atlanta win, Bengals have the third pick. So we should play Ryan Finley. Is what you're saying? I okay. So I've talked about this a lot. I I it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing with with wanting your team to lose. You can't like I've said before. You can't tell a team full of 53 competitive guys. You can't go out there and say, "Hey, lose today." Right, I, I feel like our offense could lose the game, but our defense <sighs> has been hungry recently. It has. Kind of scary. Mackenzie Alexander is not someone to look past. Jesse Bates is neither. Like, Mike Tomlin like, <clears throat> commented before the Steelers made that game. You made that. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> uh, like, when Mike Tomlin was commenting, it was like, Jesse Bates, that's our guy. Like, that's the guy that we got to look at. Like, he's well, he, very good. <clears throat> he was on their draft board. Yeah, and instead they they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, who is basically another Jesse Bates. Yeah, I I, I think they could have value wise they could have got more by 
they had Bates above Minka originally, and I guess they swapped it at some point <clears throat> after like the uh, pro days happened or whatever. But at the combine, they had Bates slightly above Minka on their draft board. I think Bates and Minka were drafted in different years. <clears throat> or I- I'm saying position wise. Okay. I think Jesse Bates was second round in 2017. And yeah, I was, I was going off like, there's an article I read where they had like the positions of guys they've commented on over the years, and it's all guys that have been on our draft board. And they Never mind, they he was are. a 2018 for a uh, second round pick. My bad. <clears throat> but Jesse Bates is like, he is basically a set him and forget him player. It's like, you just put him there and he'll do his shit. He does everything the Bengals ask them to, asks him to, and more. Yeah, and I mean, there's a handful of guys on the team that really should be getting <clears throat> a little more fanfare than they've got. I mean, Bates, Mackenzie Alexander, like you just said, that dude has played fantastic. You like you signed like one of your biggest deals was Trey Waynes, and he's like literally been out the entire year. So Mackenzie Alexander has stepped up. Or like, how about that Von Bell pickup? Oh my god! <clears throat> how well has that worked out? People for, people, have, for people who shit on that pick when it ha- or shit on that pick up when it pick happened, when it happened, it all went away hey, the yeah. moment Juju Smith Schuster lost con- yeah, lost how, consciousness. How for sure, shut the fuck up because <clears throat> if he did nothing else than knocking out Juju, I'm saying it's worth the pick up. That's our that's right. our Super Bowl was Von Bell. That was our David Tyreek helmet catch. I think that might be the first time this year that I was like, fuck, like out loud, was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like, I, <clears throat> the, I. It was for a moment in time, the Bengals were cool. Think yeah. about that. It was I, I, just the memes. Just, if nothing else, just the internet memes from that. The internet's undefeated. Him dancing on the logo to him unconscious near the logo. Ah. Uh. Perfect. All day. That's one of, one of my favorite lines from Wire Team Sucks, which it was a fan comment they had, which because like the Bengals were cool for a moment in time. Someone said the Bengals are the least likable team in a division full of murderers, rapists, and the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> that's so well worded. That's, 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 that's a, that, there's no fat on that joke. <laughs> There are no words that need to be taken out. That they're, is, the, they're the least likable team in a division full of murderers, rapists, and the Browns. That's so good. <laughs> that's perfect. Like, I remember the, the Vontez perfect hit on Antonio Brown. That was like a, oh shit, not a, let's fucking go. It was like, alright, now we look really bad. Nah, <laughs> and that's why I was saying that. That was a, we look bad, but I am perfectly okay with it. Right, because <laughs> it was Antonio Brown. Yeah. And because, uh, like we were saying, we I said this week fifteen, um, Roethlisberger was throwing up those bombs mm-hmm. to like his receivers because he knows how prone the Bengals are to drawing pass interference penalties. Yep. And I'm every like that ball, it felt like the ball was in there for thirty seconds. I'm just like, no pass interference, no pass interference, <coughs> no pass interference. <laughs> but I mean, he's also played. Again, I'm not that dude who's like, oh, the roughs are against. The refs are but blowing Pittsburgh. if you Pittsburgh. look at what pro football does every year when they give, like, a team, <clears throat> how like, what teams got away with the most penalties. So they review the footage for all kinds of different stats or whatever. And they always put out something. And there's three teams 
that for like the past decade have been the top. It's like Patriots. It's not even Patriots, is it? No, it's Green Bay. It's Pittsburgh first almost every year. Green Bay and Dallas that have the most uncalled penalties. But also the three major hubs where referees go to train in the offseason. Pittsburgh, Green Bay. Dallas. Three of the biggest nat- three of the biggest nationwide fan bases in the NFL. It's the three biggest teams there are. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> now LA just opened their own thing because I mean, if any town understands how to really just suck the dirt out of a situation, it's LA. <clears throat> and now they're having refs train there. Yeah. So in the next few years, I bet you that's they'll be on that same list, and mm-hmm. it. I mean, you can't blame guys for being a fan of someone who shows them, like, one of the coolest experiences of their lives. Like, you get to meet all the players and hang out with the owners and eat at fucking <laughs> fancy restaurants and shit while you're there doing that. Yeah, but, you to feel like a rock star. I mean, it shouldn't be allowed, I think. I yeah. Think, I think NFL, guy, NFL refs should just have to train at college Yeah. level and then transfer over so they don't have that kind of that bias towards like a big money team basically yeah hey the owner of the Steelers took me out to eat the best dinner I've ever had in my life now you can take your opponent's head off and I won't I won't bat an eye yeah I know you grabbed his face mask and kicked him in the nuts but it really wasn't pass interference that time like <laughs> right throw a flag maybe but keep him in the game yeah, yeah. yeah so last thing before we get to the burn skis our final burns of the year before we go to the off season, um, we ha- we do have to look into next year with the draft. Look at the positions that are that are like of need for the Bengals. Look who's been like consistently on the mock boards. Who could be like Mel Kiper's top fucking sixty turn fifty players? First need is obviously offensive line. Yeah, I think the first two picks should be O line. So then- if assuming we were say did we say during or before? But use I kind of said. If necessary, would you trade up to guarantee Penny Sewell? Yes. 100%. 100%. I would burn possibly even up to like a third round. But I would not you, be mad at getting rid of a third round pick. Right, I'm saying if you, can, if you can do what most people have done in the past couple of drafts and offer the first round and fifth round, which has kind of been the trend lately, and guarantee that you get him, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yep. Up that fifth round pick, whatever. And what what other positions would you say are like of need based on like? Um, this year will be tight end rich a little bit. There's yeah, because like the, the guy from Florida is supposed to be like a top five pick. Guy from Florida, Clemson. Kyle Pitts is his name. Uh, yeah, Florida, Clemson, Miami, Oregon, Miami's got a good tight end. Miami, uh, Washington, uh, Washington. Fuck, Penn Harvard State. has a good tight end. Penn State has one of the best tight ends. <clears throat> so I think this will. Probably be if all those guys declare because a few of them are juniors. Yeah, but if all those guys declare, this will be a tight end rich draft, and I wouldn't mind seeing someone, you know, a a a, a, a real pass catching tight end for the Bengals. What Give do you Burrow. do? Like, what if? Because I don't see like Uzama as a major passing threat. We don't know. I mean, he's good at catching. Sample's good at catching, but they just don't utilize them now. They're way. not a threat. They catch um, the ball, but they're not a threat. Right. Oh, I mean, the Bengals haven't built them into that offense. I think Zach Taylor's used it a little more. 
And I think if he had a real, like a, a speedster tight end, <clears throat> he would be able to alternate those guys and use it in his scheme a little better. So I wouldn't mind seeing like O-line, O-line, tight end, D-line. Yeah, because D-line, it's like, you lost Dunlap. You're losing G or Gino. And I mean, we've got. It's like, would you go for an interior? Like, well, you're going to get DJ Reader back next year, but would you draft another interior lineman to like complement DJ Reader? Yeah, because he's going to. He's probably going to be the nose tackle. Yeah, assuming he's healthy. Well, I mean, he's played. Both. He's played. I mean, he's played. Not the nose tackle in a handful of games as well. So he really picked up like a a bruiser of a nose tackle. Yeah. You can still use DJ Reader as a. Outside off or outside defensive lineman, but not a defensive end, <clears throat> or like an edge rusher or something. So we got Hubbard, we got Margus, but Margus isn't going to be here for very long. He also got is Lawson's a linebacker or is he a DN? Is he kind of a hybrid? He's a hybrid, but that's what I'm like the guys you have for sure at that spot. Uh, if they went. Offensive line, offensive line, and then either tight end or D end. I'd be happy with that as like a second or third round. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. Yet, I mean, you have to like shore up the line, make sure Burrow's protected because a lot. Of, I was one of the one of the few people who was like, Burrow's gonna be fine. I like, is he gonna get sacked a lot? Sure. I didn't know he was gonna get his fucking leg ripped in half. I I feel like in one of the podcasts we had last year when we were talking about it, I'm like. Yeah, that kid's going to get broken. Yeah. He is, but he's going to learn how to go down. Like, if you look at quarterbacks nowadays, they duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- they don't take hits, and he's trying to run like he did at LSU, and he learned his lesson on top you, of you having can't an do- awful offensive line. Well, you can't – I was also thinking about something. I'll get to it a little bit, but – Yeah, you, you, can, you can get away with being a recess quarterback in college. Mm-hmm. Johnny Manziel, he was – one scout described him as a recess quarterback. Colt McCoy. Yeah. Well, again, like, Vince Young, same yeah. school. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get away with being, like, I was thinking about this earlier this week. The concept of, like, how many top draft picks that are quarterbacks come from massive schools. Right. I some some There is something to be said about how some of those quarterbacks can be overrated when they come from a big school. Well, yeah, there are exceptions. Not, yes, they're not always playing against a fucking Miles Garrett on the end, who's going to come rip your fucking head off right. if you delay 0.3 seconds. But not only that, they have all <clears throat> pros to throw to. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, bigger schools they go after skill players because that's what they want to sell jerseys. Right. Yep. Schools don't. Colleges don't care if their their win lose record as much as their star power. Yep. Think of uh, here's a great example. Tebow. Yeah. Tebow is one of the most I mean if, if you just look at him as an athletic specimen, he's an incredible athlete. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The dude's almost my size and can do a standing backflip. Yep. He can put his feet together and spring into a backflip. There's times in my life where I've been in really good shape. There's not a time in my life where I've be- ever been close to being able to do a standing backflip. <laughs> That dude can do it now. He's just like he was just like fuck it. I'll play baseball. Yeah. Uh, he also apparently is fairly close to being a pro golfer. Really? 
Sure about that? Yeah. Really? Apparently his golf game is good enough that like pros are like, you could do that. Wow. If you put the time in, you could do that. But what I was getting at, it's like, it's like so many of these quarterbacks don't come from schools that are like top powerhouse schools. I think Clemson is becoming an exception to the rule. For sure. But their their coaching staff is impeccable. Dabo Sweeney's been incredible. I hate him. No, the whole staff. Well, yes, I I know why you hate him. I cannot stand Dabo Sweeney. He shut out Ohio State. That is annoying. Well, but I don't think he's the strongest part of that staff. I think his coordinators under him are better than him in every respect. So, So what I was getting at was, like, a lot of these quarterbacks that come from, like, these powerful schools, like... When's the last time you've seen an Alabama quarterback who balled out in college be successful in the NFL? Not Tua. I mean, yet. And then the next at, yet. Yet. And then you look at someone like Lamar Jackson. As you were kind of getting to, he went to Louisville. He really had no powerhouses under. His offensive line was not that great. Where did Josh Allen go? Um, I can tell you right now. Wyoming. Okay. <clears throat> Which, again... His entire offensive line, his senior, is in the NFL right now. Yes. And then when you're playing against, like, what what conference is Wyoming even in? Who I don't know, but explain explain Drew Locke to me. He is... Uh, okay, I'll do it in two words. Mizzou, I want to say? Jerome Simpson. <laughs> Mizzou, you're right, but not a very powerful school in a not very powerful conference. He did amazing. No. Look at him. Someone who knows how to be good at something. <clears throat> Locke was, he's a really good gymnast. A lot of people don't know that. he He's like a, a legit gymnast. I wouldn't doubt that at all. Jerome <clears throat> Simpson, Coastal Carolina. Yep. He was a near Olympic alternate track star. The only thing I know him for is, is the flip into the end zone. Is the front flip. <clears throat> right, but have you ever seen the one where he does the six aerials in a row? I have not. Nope. So there's one where just him doing just a shits and giggles video, he does an aerial and catches a ball on where he plants his foot each time, six in a row. Wow. Freak athletes that are really good at something. I think if you learn how to be really good at something, if you learn how to excel at anything, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is... He was like a, 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 a notable chess player. He went to Harvard. Of course he, he was. Well, I'm just saying, he learned how to excel at something young. I think when you learn how to put the hard work in and excel at something, learning that next skill and knowing what you have to do comes easier. <clears throat> the best, again, I'm a combat sports guy. The best fighters in the world are guys who learn how to wrestle young or learn how yep. to you know, strike Young. In a sense, they're prodigies. <clears throat> I mean, BJ Penn, one of the best guys in the world. George St. Pierre, one of the best guys in the world. Both of them were amazingly good at a one discipline early in life. I think if you learn that, like a lock, like, I mean, he, mm-hmm. his pommel horse routines are literally in the training videos for a lot of the Olympics. No shit. Yeah, like he was, he was good. Yeah, I would put Drew Locke in the category of. 
hear me out, you probably agree, in the in the category of Gardner Minshew and Baker Mayfield for the aspect that he has the swagger, but he hasn't humbled himself yet to excel. He has the ability to go off in a game. Like Baker, has he has the players in front of him. Drew Locke doesn't have that bad of players in front of him. I'll give you a great example as well. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is a... I was talking to a friend, uh, he'll be on in... Um, in a little bit, but Matt Barr, he hosts the 49ers podcast. Jimmy Garoppolo is the kind of guy who has had his schlong sucked his entire life. Mm-hmm. He's the, he's a, I mean, he's a quarterback from like, he went, where did he fucking go to school? I forget. Garoppolo? Uh, uh I, I knew this at one point. I can picture the uniform and I can't think of the team. It's not uh, Jami Garoppolo, uh, Schubert. Eastern Illinois? Yep, Eastern Illinois, yeah, yeah, same school as Tony that. Romo. Yeah, yep. But he's like, he's a he was a good quarterback at Eastern Illinois, the handsomest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. Beautiful. Yeah, he's got Tannehill disease. <laughs> he's Tan Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm too pretty to fail. Yeah, and I was talking uh, with Matt Barr. The receivers are pissed at Garoppolo. He's gone. That's a dude who saw someone work the way Tom Brady works and went, I'm never going to be that. Yeah. And, and tried to dig whatever. Like, he became a tick after that. He tried to dig in somewhere where he was useful enough to not be gotten rid of. Right. He said, he said I'm going to make it on social media for any other reason besides I'm a good quarterback. No highlights, right. just all funny things and how pretty am I. Well, yeah, he's never going to be able to put in the work Tom Brady puts in. Right. That's just not who he is. One of the first things I ever looked up on the Burns for TMZ was last year, week two, we roasted the 49ers, and Jimmy Garoppolo dated a porn star with the biggest badonkadonks I've ever seen in my entire life. God bless. Kiara Mia is her name. Shout out. I say that like I know her. What the fuck am I saying? You looked happy when you said it. <laughs> and I'm also noticing the edible kick in because you're going... <laughs> wide-eyed. Wide, like, real wide-eyed when you say certain things. So I guess that the edible has now... <laughs> I feel like if I laugh, it's like I start to get tingly and I'm like, oh, the edible's kicking in. <clears throat> Please get off her Instagram page right now. <laughs> Shut up. If you open four of the seven windows open on his phone right now... Three of them are her. Just different <laughs> pictures. Yeah, one is Mia Khalifa, the other three are her. <laughs> I, I don't think I follow Mia Khalifa on anything, so I'm doing all right. Um, but if I wanted to um, meet uh, Mia Khalifa or think I have a shot with her, is there like a product I would use? I think you would absolutely have to have Manscaped. You, I absolutely would. Wow, that felt... Not as weird as your your seventeen at the time year old daughter reading the ads for Sims money, but we Her. did that. Okay, so last year, Lloyd's <clears throat> daughter Lily, who was seventeen at the time, read um, Manscaped and Blue Chew, which is like chewy Viagra. Right, right. I, I coined the phrase "chewy dick pills," <laughs> and she used it impeccably. <laughs> she she looked me dead in my eyeballs and went. So this will be the ad for the Chewy Dick Pills. <laughs> <laughs> and then she read the first couple and she goes, <clears throat> in the ad read it had like... Uh, uh, give a personal testimony. And she, she looked at me and she goes, hey Pops, or hey Dad, 
Do you want to give a personal testimony about the time someone might have used chewy dick pills? <laughs> I went, no, you can just let that. You can let that pass by. The uh, entire. <laughs> The entire room was red-faced laughing during the average. I was screaming on this floor. One of Lily's friends was here, and she literally drooled into her own hand. <laughs> she was, like, trying so hard to hold her laugh back while sitting on the couch. She was catching her drool in her hand, which only made it harder for me to keep my shit together. And Lily, the whole time, is just looking at me like, you did this. <laughs> you made this best. happen. I was like, this is the best thing ever. That's literally the same night where you told her you were a DJ. And she yeah, was, that's the first night I met her. <clears throat> he was like, no, I, I, I'm a substitute teacher. And she goes, I can see that. He's like, and a DJ. She goes, well, you've identified the problem. <laughs> Next up is fixing that. Yeah, and here's how I fixed DJing. A worldwide medical crisis. Um, it's like the universe said, hey. Stop what you're doing. I mean, I had I had to use stand-up comedy as a sacrificial lamb, unfortunately. But you have a shitty job. You're not good at it. Just give up. Yep. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say anything because that's brother to brother. Understand if anyone else said that, I would have for sure piggybacked <laughs> right along with it. But that's your brother, so I had to <laughs> just like let it. <laughs> yeah. I... Um. But yes, support for Fuck You Like the Bengals is also presented by Manscaped. Manscaped is best in men's below-the-waist grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of hair on their balls. If you let yourself go in 2020 while in quarantine, Manscaped is here for you to reboot and stay clean and shaved in 2021. So, Brett, since like we're moving into next year, talk about a time that you hated 2020. A time that I hated 2020. Um, every fucking minute. Yeah. A lot of it was just like the quarantine. It's like, it's like, it's like everyone in the world got canceled at the same time. They're trying to cancel Baby Yoda a month ago. Grogu! <laughs> what do you think about that, Grogi? Yeah, he's not a fan. Yeah, we get it. You're not a fan. That's my son. (laughs) That's the son you never had. I thought I was the son you never had. You were until I met Grogu. Yep. Uh, Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0 that has all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. Shut up, I'm trying to do reads. You thought that's funny. (laughs) <laughs> this waterproof the reeds get funnier and also don't ever talk to my son like that again sorry dad sorry daddy uh this waterproof and skin safe shut up this waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends the third generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow up you need in 2021 it's also time to freshen up down there this new year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest, smelliest part of your body? And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. 2020 was awful, so make sure your boys are refreshed and ready for new beginnings in 2021. Manscaped even threw in their... Their, uh, their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. 
Speaking of comfort, the Manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and are hands down the best underwear you will ever wear. A guy with hairy balls is like the year 2020. Don't be that guy. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair. Don't be Lloyd. I look like I have hairy everything. I get get it. Uh, With the code armchair at manscaped.com, your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds and make Santa Claus proud. I feel like Santa Claus, as a long-haired, big-bearded person, probably... (laughs) And if you had to bet on uh, how big Lloyd's beard is, is there like a website you would go to or... I'm pretty sure it's on BetOnline. I would say so, too. BetOnline, great website. Yes. Better than Ask Jeeves, I'd say. The wait is finally over. Football (laughs) is in full effect, with many teams strutting their stuff. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to (laughs) BetOnline today and use promo code armchair to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses bet online your online sportsbook experts they are your online sportsbook experts um but we got one more team to roast we've already roasted them this year so lloyd brett are you ready to take down The Baltimore Ravens. Let's do the damn thing. Indeed. Do the damn thing once again. Season finale of the birds. We're going to start with the mascot, Poe. The new bird mascot was named Poe, though I personally would have gone with the name Joe Flappo. (laughs) They look like like Disney hired a villain from a third world eastern bloc country. (laughs) In that country, it was known as Dick Knows the Flapper. (laughs) Poe's weight, according to his bio, is 692,537 feathers. You know what else is made up of hundreds of thousands of feathers? Lamar Jackson's throwing arm and RG3's knee. I like it. Thank you. Moving on to the owner, Steve Biscotti. Steve Biscotti looks like the kind of guy who leaves his fly down on purpose. (laughs) Steve Biscotti is what happens when you open an Italian bakery using only Flint, Michigan water. (laughs) (laughs) His face looks like the butt end of a 60-year-old garlic bread loaf. Steve, you won't get this joke, Brad, and that's okay. Steve Biscotti looks like he starred in the new Jim Varney movie, Ernest Goes to Vote Against the $2,000 Stimulus Checks. (laughs) (laughs) Lee Kimbrough gets that joke. Yes, he does. Just don't watch Ernest Fucks Lee's Mom. Also Ernest, Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> give that give that tag to him. I'm sorry, Lee. I love you. I'll, I'll give that tag to him right after the show. Yep. He's on the fridge right there. He sure is. I love him. Coaching. John Harbaugh. I don't have anything on him. Lloyd, sir, what do you got? John Harbaugh looks like his childhood, childhood dream was to be able to tell all of the big kids what to do. <laughs> like, he looks like the kind of kid who, he volunteered to be Hall on. <laughs> Quarterback LaFart Jackson 
<laughs> Lamar Lamar Jackson looks like Whoopi the Goldbergs. <laughs> <laughs> like a prime time, like he's got that primetime sitcom feel, but we all know there's a Brian Callen fucking creep behind the scenes. <laughs> Uh, what's their podcast again? The the fire and the kid. The fire and the kid. Yes, I haven't watched much of the Ravens, but with how painfully average Lamar has been this year, he has successfully gone for two twice this year. Once connecting with J.K. Dobbins, <laughs> and the other connecting with the locker room toilet. <laughs> uh, of course, Lamar Jackson is uh, the cover athlete of this year's Madden and the cover athlete of this year's re-release of the book Everybody Poops. <laughs> That's the joke I thought of on the way here that made me laugh. I like it. I I talked to Lamar, and he gave me his morning schedule. 4.30 a.m., takes a shit. 5 a.m., wakes up. 5.30 (laughs) a.m., re-ups on diapers. Uh, 6 a.m., drinks coffee. 6.15 a.m., takes another shit. (laughs) (laughs) Lamar Jackson is, of course, uh, the year's Madden cover athlete, and as a result of the Madden curse, he'll be forced to use the same throwing arm he's had for his entire career. He is, uh, he's also the efficient, uh, he's also the, uh, <clears throat> yearly cover, uh, of Padea Aficionado. Man. Oh, there was one more burn I had on him. Uh. Mine was not as good, and I really like to have that one to myself. That's okay. Uh, Lamar embarrassed himself on TV, uh, I'm sorry. Jackson embarrassed himself on TV during a football game so badly, you would have thought Jackson's first name was Janet. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, two weeks ago, the Ravens successfully edged the Browns, while Lamar unsuccessfully edged his poo. (laughs) And for those who don't know what edging a poo means, the Urban Dictionary example is... Here we go. Dane says, I keep edging a poo so that I can still pleasure myself anally whilst remaining sinless in the eyes of God. That sounds like a Cards Against Humanity card. That sounds like Odell Beckham Jr.'s bio. (laughs) Six logs on Tinder. (laughs) One more poop joke, actually. Go for it. Going to the bathroom during family Christmas dinner to check fantasy football is one of the best examples of a much-needed bathroom break. This comes in a close second to Poopgate. (laughs) Um... Oh, callback. I get it. Um, callback <laughs> to callback to Christmas. Um, yeah, that's all I had on on old poopster. Do you have any? You don't have anything on McSorley, do you? I I, I really felt like I would be kicking a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I tried to write a burn for RG three and Trace McSorley, and it really it felt like I felt like a bully trying to write anything against them. They're they're doing enough damage on them. It is crazy to be said that, like, didn't McSorley, like, tear his ACL while Lamar was off the field? Mm-hmm. It's crazy that Trace McSorley is out for the year because Lamar Jackson had to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's which, nuts to me. Which is probably representative of most of his life. Yep. Running back. Mark Ingram. What art thou have on Mark Ingram? I got something. Uh, uh, This is kind of a throwaway joke, but Mark Ingram went to high school in Flint, Michigan, and considering the fact that he's kind of washed up, I hope he wasn't washed up with Flint's water. (laughs) Second Flint, Michigan joke. Wow. I like it. Shout out Flint. Mark Ingram looks like the butler from Fresh Pence after doing a dime in prison. (laughs) 
<laughs> Mark Ingram looks like the only person in the world that would buy a shirt strictly based on collar size. <laughs> I, I my, the previous episode I said he looks like the lead beatboxer in the church choir. <laughs> and uh with his backup, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, and I actually, one more thing on Mark Ingram. This is pretty important. Go for it. Mark Ingram trying to trademark the phrase big trust is ironic considering the Ravens have little trust in him running the ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Solid burn. Well done. And his backup, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, I will say Ravens running backs Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins have tested positive for, previously tested positive for COVID-19. Symptoms have been season-long, as both of them have been hardly able to smell the end zone all year. Both you test- love J.K. Dobbins. Go Bucks. Both tested positive for COVID, which is the only positive thing you can say about them this year. <laughs> J.K.'s kind of turned it up a little bit this He's year. He's been all right. He's been all right. Come on. J.K. J.K.'s turned it up. It you good. told me at the beginning of the year to not draft J.K. Dobbins. Correct. And then I said pick him up. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I need Alexander fucking Madison because Dalvin Cook's dad had the audacity to die. He'll drop three points, I promise. Oh, I know. I'm putting Cam Akers in instead. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards looks like a kind of, or he seems like the kind of dude who has really strong opinions about anime. <laughs> and I'm willing to bet you that he has a different lady anime body pillow for every night of the week. <laughs> Uh, but Gus Edwards, who the hell names their kid Gus? Ah, oh, how you doing? I'm Gus. Was his dad trying to win a free pouch of chewing tobacco? Did he star in Bench Warmers and be called Gus Bus? <laughs> Justice Hill? If there was any justice in the world, he wouldn't have that face. <laughs> his nose is giant. That dude can breathe. I, he's never invited to one of my cocaine parties. <laughs> he looks like he takes 16 balls. <laughs> Eight ball reference? I like it. Well done, Alex. Uh, Patrick <laughs> Ricard. All right. This motherfucker. All right. <laughs> I got so... Also, what affectionately known as this fucking guy. I got so bogged down looking at him <laughs> and every weird picture of him. Oh, he... He seems like he would... Alright. Say it. Say it. He, he looks like he belongs to a race found like Captain Picard. <laughs> His face looks like he had a stroke in the shape of a lightning bolt. <laughs> His nose is so off-center that it looks like he has a deviated face. <laughs> he has a, his... So his... The side of his face that has the small eye and the turned down is the normal nostril. The opposite side of his face has a mini nostril. So when I say it looks like he had a stroke in a lightning bolt, it's like it got the eye, but it jumped to the other side of the face for the nose and then back to the first side of the face for the mouth. He looks like Nick Boyle's Boyle. <laughs> he looks like Nick Boyle got lanced. <laughs> Wide receiver. Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brownski. Uh, uh, sorry. Marquise Brown looks like Flava Flav pissed off a witch doctor. <laughs> uh, I said he looks like someone who left Todd Gurley in the dryer for too long. 
And my joke was based on his tiny head. He is. You see so many players with upsettingly tiny heads. Or or there's some of them that have like the crazy long neck and the tiny head. But he just has everything about everything else about him is proportionate. But his head is so small it looks mm. like he really like he looks like he belongs in the closing scenes of Beetlejuice. <laughs> and oh boy, Willie Sneed. A guy who probably loves his hair way more than he actually should. Oh, Willie Sneed. I love this guy. My little my little Big Lots Brat stall. <laughs> Willie Sneed looks like Odell Beckham with hair that had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he dresses up on the uh, on the weekends as Wilhelmina's Need. That scrappy little drag queen that's just going to get it. Uh, What did I have? Well, this is joke is invalid based on the picture, but Willie Willie Sneed's football career is like his hair. He had some highlights with the Saints, but they're all gone now. <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. Very well done, sir. That was good. And right. Miles, Gregory, what do you think? Thank you, Gregory. Like that one too. Thank you, Miles Boykin. <clears throat> uh. He looks like he writes dope-ass poetry for Sean Connery on his spare time. <laughs> Shaka Trebek? It's a Finding Forrester reference that... That's okay. Ten of you are going to get. Uh, let's look at Miles Boykin's career stats as of week uh, week five when I wrote this morning. It was too dumb to tell an update. 23 receptions, 309 yards, and three touchdowns. Or as the Ravens receiver core calls it, Ravens Hall of Fame numbers. <laughs> I have always still, still oddly accurate. I have always been convinced that God himself could suck as a receiver for the Ravens. I the way they play their the way they the way they've built their offense is it seems like they forgot that you can pass the ball. It uh Drew Mc, um Drew McGarry who retweeted me recently, shout out. Um he said he said this about Tennessee, but it's like they didn't know forward passes were legal. <laughs> Look up some of Drew. I've, I've sent you a bunch of Wire Team Sox articles. McGarry is one of my favorite followers on Twitter. I, I like that you point out when he retweets you. Because it was Al- the first time, and I, I got real, real excited about that. Alex has a big head, but he can find mighty small hooks on which to hang his hat. What do you mean by that? Is that not self-explanatory? I think so. It's a, a, I think I actually picked that up from Stan Hope years ago, but little reasons to give yourself credit. Oh, okay. You can hang your hat on a tiny hook. Ouch. Ouch. I will accept that. (laughs) I thought it was a compliment. It turns out it's an insult, dick. Have Uh, I ever just complimented? No. Okay. You haven't. Uh, You haven't complimented this guy either, either David Duvernay. He looks like... Someone that everyone else with the last name Duvernay hates explicitly. <laughs> uh, and final receiver we're going to get to, Des Bryant. Des Bryant's such an emotional little fella that I kind of feel for him. He looks like the kind of guy who goes between crying to jerking off four times during an ep- during watching Django Unchained. Des Bryant looks like he witnessed Lamar take a poop in the locker room. <laughs> I, 
I tried to think of how he looks like R. Kelly, but... Des Bryant looks like the girl that R. Kelly pissed on. <laughs> Tight My starter for week 17, so I gotta tread lightly, Mark Andrews. Uh, he looks like if Drake got stuck in the Get Out universe. <laughs> Man. That was all I had. <laughs> he looks like Drake if he watched Degrassi instead of starting it. <laughs> he looks like he should have played Drake in Degrassi. <laughs> and this other tight end, Eric Lloyd Johnson Tomlinson. <laughs> Alright, he is a clearly, clearly a listener of our podcast. I'm on to him. He's trying his best to look as much like me as he can so that I don't say anything mean about him. Little does he know how much I hate myself. <laughs> hey, fatty, having long hair won't make your dick any longer. And He's guess learned what? this from experience. And guess what? Your gravy blog is never going to make it big. <laughs> you fucking human goose egg. Blogger. He looks like he's deciding whether to be in the starting uh, band of uh, Mumford & Sons or just drink solely IPAs. <laughs> That's a good burn. That's a... <laughs> If it wasn't someone who looked exactly like me, I would I would like that burn more, but... That's fine. Eh. Yikes. Um, eh. Maybe a little sad. He looks like if you didn't smoke. <laughs> he looks like if I smoked gravy. <laughs> Plus more coke. <laughs> he looks like... He looks like if Lloyd was Sailor Jerry. <laughs> Arg. I like that one a lot. Predictions and bullshit. This is, I mean, the past two weeks we've predicted losses. I, I'm, I'm going to go the other route this, this week. I'm going to say that uh, the Bengals keep up the trend and they beat the Ravens. I'm going to say they beat them 27-24. I disagree. Because the rate, I mean, if the Ravens weren't fighting for a playoff spot, I would agree with you. They're one of the ten, uh, they're, the ten, Wow. They're one of like the five teams that are like Did ten Alex to five. Just fuck up a number. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> but the Ravens are fighting for a playoff spot this weekend, so I, I don't think I don't think the Bengals can pull it off. I I mean Allen was good, but the Ravens play the Bengals twice a year, so they know what their weaknesses are. We so, we don't know what our weaknesses are. We have no idea what our team is. We're January it week to week. January 2016, that playoff game was the night we found out the answer to who day, and the answer was, is, and always will be themselves. The Bengals, like who, who do they think going to be the Bengals? The answer has always been themselves. Yeah, but this whole year was games that you're like, oh, they're going to actually do no, no, they're going to bangle it at the end, and then the last two weeks. They're bangling their own draft pick. Yeah, <laughs> it really is like, hey, if you think we can't shoot ourselves in the foot, you're fucking wrong. Yep. We can't so Plaxico Burris ourselves in the leg. Yep, I'm going to say they're going to knock themselves down one more spot by beating the Ravens this week. I don't think they can. I think it'll be a closer game than the last one was. Okay, in reality, I don't think they can either. But this prediction is bullshit, and I'm going with a very heavy influence on the bullshit. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go 31-21 Ravens. Uh, only touchdowns by the Bengals because guess who can't kick a field goal? Apparently, any Bengal at this point. Um, 
I'm going to say Ravens 216, Bengals 4. <laughs> um, well, I, I love the two safeties call. That's a... Um, my player of the game is going to be John Kitna. <laughs> He's going to go... He's going to pray the gay away. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I think Kitna's going to go... 69 of 420 for 69,420 passing yards. Um, 69 touchdowns, 420 picks. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I like your commitment to the bullshit side of the predictions bullshit. Um, my bold prediction, Mar Jackson has to have a pee emergency. My bold prediction is Joe Mixon comes onto the field as another running back trying to play quarterback. And uh, my real prediction competes against Lamar Jackson for uh, a four to one touchdown ratio. My real prediction: I'm going to say thirty-four twenty-four Ravens. It's weird you both picked exactly ten points for the Ravens to win by. Thirty-one twenty-one. It's got to be. I. Is adding a field goal on either side? Yep. On I both think sides. you should fight right now. I think side. I think he stole my answer, considering he steals all my advice for fantasy. <laughs> I'm. And apparently, your jokes. What? Oh. Oh. I just wanted to go for where it hurt. This is the finale. Yeah, it's the finale. it's the season finale. We're gonna do off season episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I've always said, those are some of my fun favorite, some of my funs to do. Lily's not here to pick on you, so I felt like I had to. Yes, but it's just like there was no pressure. You can like talk like our bullshit sessions lasted for I some of those lasted for an hour and a half. Oh, easily. easily oh, it was yeah. so much fun. Like the one where we roasted. Like I think we're. Gonna, you want to do the first round picks again this year? Yes. Yes, yeah, that was fun. I, that was that was definitely a. That was my favorite episode of the yeah, offseason. It was a fun spin to how to how to pick the roast, yeah. Yep. And it kept our joke, my muscles going for the first round. But I think um I th- I think the Bengals get back to reality this week. Oh, there goes gravity. Mom's spaghetti. <laughs> Detroit Rock City. Or no, what what oh my god, why am I be- <laughs> that that's the kiss song. Yeah. What's the oh Detroit City or some shit like that? I forget what the song is, but who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, edible. Oh, um, all right. I think oh. this might be the first time you've ever seen me high on pot. It's great. <laughs> but yeah. So oh, before we finish, pluggy plugs. Lloyd, plug. You have anything to plug besides the zoo? Uh, Chameleon, check them out. Banana, Go Bananas is opening back up back soon. Soon, I I was hoping Sam Talent would be here. Also, I'll tell you a plug: Running the Light by Sam, Sam Talent. That Sam, book is amazing. I'll show you a Sam Talent bit after this, but he's a guy that you really need to look out for and stand out. No, no, no. read Running the Light. I have the book. It's so fucking good. It's like. It just depicts the road, the life of a road comic, basically. But he invents it, his character. It just it does it in such a, a, a 
pinpoint accurate way of like all of the comics I've met that are just like pure road comics. He nailed it top to bottom. He's he's a road dog. Uh, uh, his ability to, to to turn it into that story is maybe the most impressed I've ever been by someone. Like I like him as a comic. I love him as an author. He's phenomenal. And running I'm... the light, Sam Talent, so good. And Sam Talent, just in general, he's yeah, he, he's great. Talks about, but that one of the nicest human beings I've met in stand up. Yeah, I think I did like a fucking ten minute spot for him when he came back like a couple of years ago. He's the man. So good. Uh, Brad, do you have anything to plug? Can you explain? Anything like you want people to check out or see or? <clears throat> yeah, actually, the Juice World album, the Kid Leroy album. Music is my life. I ain't mad at you for that. Those are fantastic. <gasps> New Kid Cudi album? Kid Cudi album. Kid, oh, I just listened to it today. Ooh. You cannot go wrong with the Kid Cudi album. Every song is a hit. Damage is going to be on my DJ playlist when it starts up again. Sad People is the best song in the album. Listen uh, to it. That whole album is real dope. Amazing. It got me through my workout today. Uh, my only plug right now for stand-up, January 29th, I'll be a chameleon. Open. Uh, Billy DeVore will be opening for me. Billy D. Billy DeVore. Um, but yeah, check out all that shit. I'll show Brett Sam Talon. He's so funny. He's a murderer of oh, a comic. Yeah, yes. Like I have become, I was one point last year, like I literally became physically weak from laughing at, like I had to go, like the middle table was open. I had to lay on the three chairs because I was laughing so hard. He's top to bottom. Just fantastic. the best. Beloyed. Brett. I really think that we only have one thing left to say. We only have one thing left to say. Besides what Grogu is saying, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck Fuck you, Baltimore Ravens. Ravens. We We like like the Bengals. Bengals. Come on, man. Fuck you. We like the Bengals. Bengals.